0: Welcome to The Human Podcast. He's fitness, well-being and fun expert, Matt Boyles. And he is author, speaker and a bit of the telly, Jez Rose. Join us as we explore over 23 episodes, what it means to be human as we dive into the big things that make us tick.
1: From happiness to
0: creativity, success, pride and love. Listen in each week to be inspired, challenged and maybe, just maybe, Discover a bit more about yourself along the way. Hello, Matt. <laughs> Hi, Jess. Look how spunky you look today.
1: Which is funny, because I feel like I'm in ten places at once, but oh, I'm here with, with us. No, I've just been a bit, I've just been busy, which I like, I'm not going gonna... And also, this is off topic, but I'm not in that, I've got over the, the glorification of being busy. I only, yeah. it's not like, oh, I've got to be busy. I just happen to be busy, because it's a busy time of year, and I, yeah. but I love it, so it's fine.
0: What you have to do is, first and foremost, pay your bills. Anything <laughs> and else. And you know what?
1: I, I'm going to disagree with that. Oh. Uh, a huge uh, well, fundamental shift... You don't work for your mortgage company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a huge fundamental shift in my um, understanding of money and looking after my finances better was paying myself first. Yes. Not paying bills first and then whatever's left over, uh, i.e., put 10% or 5% or any uh-huh. percent aside for you first as a yes. sort of personal savings slash profit and then you deal with everything else yeah you probably do that anyway but
0: sure I, but I think for um uh, yes okay good that ble- <laughs> This isn't the topic today. We no. can We'll be 10 minutes on this. So. I know, I know. Sorry, sorry. sorry. So yes, lovely. Good, I'm pleased that you're um, uh, busy. That's nice. Is it, uh, uh, is it busy unpacking all of this Black Friday shopping? Have you been buying <laughs> lots of things to fuel you?
1: Been up the West End buying yourself some shift dresses. Up the West
0: End. Been up the West End.
1: <laughs> um, no, it's just lovely
0: work that I love to do, and I'm grateful that I get to say that. That's um, very nice. What are you drinking today, Matt? We normally have a little drink together, don't we? Not a drink together, you know what I mean? It's a um, uh, council pop, or Chateau Neuf du Tap. <laughs> Chateau Neuf du Tap. I've never heard that before, that's very good. Uh, what, Marley is staring at me, and then oh. rapidly staring back at the door. Just one moment. Fine, um, <laughs> let him oot. He's decided he doesn't want to be... Go on, then doesn't want to be locked in this room with daddy so uh, <laughs> some people would no pay no daddy <laughs> <laughs> uh, my fuel for this podcast is tea oh, my tea. life is fueled on tea pretty much
1: isn't it we've heard this before what tea do you have now
0: always it's uh, breakfast uh, tea from the from brew tea brew tea company I think it is brew tea lovely is it an oolong <laughs> Just like that word. I know it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a good word, though. <laughs> yeah, although it's coming into Christmas, so one of the things I packed, um, yep. knowing that <clears throat> I was going to be here at uh, Mummy Roses for a little while, um, is Lapsang Souchong, because mm. Lapsang Souchong in the winter with a little bit of brown sugar, oh, it's like... Is that the smoky one? It's like drinking a burning forest. Yeah, oh. it's lovely. <laughs> lovely. I love no, it. yeah... Maybe I should get into
1: tea, but I just... Are you a think coffee I'm boy? F- no, neither, because I don't do the caffeines. Um, but I feel I've like gone uh, 40 years without. I think I'm probably okay now. But I, <laughs> the thing is, I love. The, I do enjoy the taste of coffee, so I'll have a decaf sometimes. Yes. Um,
0: Interestingly, yeah. of course, decaf coffee isn't not caffeinated. It's just no, it's about it's 30%.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great fuel chat. <laughs> Can I just what? say before we head on? Yes, I listen back. I I loved it, last week's episode. was very lolsome, and I thoroughly
0: enjoyed it. So thank you. <laughs> oh, I feel like I need to say something back to you. I like your face. Um, ah, this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, <not> that one. <laughs> um, anyway, so
1: yeah, this is an sure. interesting
0: topic this week, and I feel feel that we could probably <laughs> this is something we'll probably end up coming back to because. Come, let's get the white elephant out of the room first because I think this is the... No, is it a white elephant? Elephant. Just an elephant, isn't it? White elephant <laughs> White elephants is washing machines, isn't it? Is that, oh, its it? That's just white goods. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So the elephant in the room... Sorry, I'm done mixing <laughs> metaphors. I'm a little tired. Um, is that I think, and this is a big generalisation to make, particularly for somebody that's not in the industry, whereas this is sort of your bag, really. I think... Most people underfuel themselves.
1: Uh yes, interesting. That actually I uh, I think I mostly would agree with that. Um or misfuel themselves might be a better way to describe that. Shut up, Marley. Hello listeners. Jess has gone off to spank his puppy. <laughs> no, not a euphemism. <laughs> it is. Um <laughs> it is. That I'm back cool.
0: now. That was it. <laughs> Needs must. <gasps> yes, less. Underfueled yeah okay yes i, I think misfueled my, like, misfueled yeah the the point is that people just don't look after their bodies very much and yet we expect so much from it you, you sort of mm. see athletes you know advertising i don't know special protein supplements or you know worky outy sort of foods because you just think about that group of people that do body stuff you know and ask mm. their body for more oh they're the mm. ones that need to look after their body and yet you know, you see so many... I remember my time in the health service. You see so many overweight people that moan about the fact that they've got dodgy knees or problems with their feet. And you think, well, mm. yeah, because that joint is the same joint for everybody, but you're asking a lot more of it. You know, you're putting a lot more pressure directly on it. Um, and people that don't... Their posture's really bad, and they end up with neck pain or back pain or all that kind of jazz. So it's often the simplest things, isn't it? Like, the one of the most revelatory things of working with you was... Um, you forcing me aggressively to drink three litres of water a day, um, because with a with a hose and a siphon. Yes, and a yeah. And now I absolutely won't touch wagua because I the sympathy I have is um, <laughs> so. so um, but in You're all, so seriousness. so relatable, Jez. I know, right? in in, in all, to members of home house. In <sighs> um, in all seriousness, the the drinking more water. Amazing. It's one of the reasons that I, um, I have to admit having the, sort of recently having moved and uh, or not moved <laughs> I'm very moved um, and celebrated a little bit I've had a, more alcohol recently than I would normally but uh, I mean to put that into context I went out the other day and had two beers and everybody it was like the the talk of the night was the fact that Jamie <laughs> had two beers. Ah. <laughs> so How how did it affect you more than you thought it might? Oh or yeah. Were, yeah, you, yeah. Sti- were it, you steaming? Not more than I thought it would I just knew that you know the next day I was slower, I was a bit right, groggier, yeah yep. not hungover, i just I just knew you know because when you're giving your body can only process water, everything else it has to filter out it only needs water yep. in terms of liquids, so you know if you give it caffeine or alcohol, alcohol of course actually being a poison, so your kidneys just have to filter out um yeah it i it, it it's only looking for the water, i mean even I don't know things like blackcurrant juice or squash or something like that. You know, it's just the same thing. It's just, uh... Why are you always ragging on the blackcurrants, Jess? <laughs> what, what have they done to you? Well, there <laughs> was a the time when I loved Ribena, right? And,
1: uh... um, speaking of revelatory things, I uh, someone in my private group mentioned an amazing quote about food this week, and it really... I'd never heard or thought of it this way, and it's really, really brilliant. He said eat for what you're going to do not for what you did whoa take a second to process that that's pretty amazing i think so many people go oh i've worked out I, i've earned this food or oh i've done this oh, I've oh i have hear a that all meal. the time yeah yeah so but that's gone <laughs> you want the f- if you- the more you can think about food as fuel for the future to allow you to do things yeah. the more i think there could be a fundamental shift in how we approach food i thought so that was really amazing
0: that's a very very simple statement Hack. but but yeah. actually he's right isn't it it's it's like when you know say you have a big breakfast that will set me up for the day because you know we're doing lots today i do i mean i'm the same if i'm in the garden i'll have mm. twice as much breakfast to fuel me to to keep going and then yes. I'll notice when I'm you know getting a little bit hangry and I'll come in and have a big lunch intentionally set me up for the rest of the day but you're right I think we because we're not doing it consciously we give our body so little attention we wait until we think oh gosh I'm starving when it's too late and then you know sort of gorge on stuff or try and consume stuff and then but the thing you're right the things happened that needed all yeah. that fuel yeah. um That's very interesting, but of course, isn't that great? You need the reminders, though, which is why when you know when I first started working with you, you, the little rubber band thing. um, Mm. Which I'm just going to say because uh, I mean I don't have I'm drinking tea at minute I don't have my water because if nobody else you know the rubber band knows the rubber band thing then then let's just let's imagine this bottle of mead (laughs) is actually (laughs) oh my god once again. <laughs> really relatable to the man in the street, right? Yeah, <laughs> having a bottle of mead to hand. This this mead that I brewed that is about to be sent out to people. Uh, if you imagine that uh, this is what you said, wasn't it, Matt? That um, you know, four of those is a liter. Then you get four elastic bands and you put them around the bottle like that, at the top or the bottom or whatever. And then yeah. every time you refill it, you move one elastic band up the bottle, and then you've got a visual indicator of how many of those you've drunk, which I just think is wonderful. And actually I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago and the, uh, a lot of the crew had these big bottles and yep. on the side it had times. so it could, Oh, smart, so, so you could pace yourself. So you could say, you know, by 11 o'clock really you should have drunk this much. By 1 o'clock you should have drunk this much. And I thought, what a brilliant...
1: Yeah.
0: It, because we're rubbish as human beings <laughs> at keeping track of stuff and at looking after ourselves. That's why the health service is crippled because we are terrible at looking after ourselves.
1: Wow, I, that was I wasn't expecting that um, <laughs>
0: dagger in the ribs. But well, I mean, but it's there, true. I think, it's it's not yeah, nothing yeah, yeah, to yeah. be ashamed of, or it's not. It's not. You know, people shouldn't get offended by it because we just no. are. We're incredibly lazy as human beings, um, and whether you think you are or you're not, you are. because we will always <laughs> go for the shortest cut, but people prey on it. You know, psychologists have preyed on it. Amazon spent hundreds of thousands of pounds working out which orange was the most influential for, for for those buy now buttons to be right. in comparison to other oranges, and the reason that tons of people buy on Amazon is because all you need to do is press buy now it 's like three clicks you don 't mm. have to type in your address and All that we 're lazy that 's why people buy from amazon because it 's quick and easy
1: yes um can we go up th- i'm talking get back to specifically about food though can we go up the chain no, about see you next week guys (laughs) eat Um, drink less uh, I want to go back at the chain about why people aren't looking after their bodies Yeah. or or the I guess flip side is abusing it's a very hard term but abusing yourself with food which comfort eating like stress eating the more you do it is a form of abuse equally it's a form of coping but that's Two sides yeah, yeah, no, of the same I,
0: coin, I, I agree. Because to put it in context, if you're listening still, um, they uh, people, we all of us, not they at all, me included, we don't consciously think about what we put in our bodies because we are a product of um consumer marketing, right? I mean, it, it goes back to it's, it's at that level, you know, when you say abuse. Your body mm. with food. Um, eating too much sugar is, you know, an abuse of your body. You know, and and mm-hmm. uh, drinking too much alcohol is an abuse of your body. Not eating enough is an abuse of your body. Eating too many fatty foods is an abuse of your body. So, um, if we were a little more respectful of ourselves, um, I think we would not only have a much healthier nation, but I think we would be an awful lot happier as well, because it runs deeper into sort of mental health as well. That you yes. don't get that oh God, I wish I hadn't eaten this or oh, I wish I'd eaten more of that or... I agree with what
1: you're saying that gets to, but I also think it sounds a bit victim-shamey because I think we're not given a chance to learn at, at an early age. And I know I've talked about like how I changed this curriculum and t- teaching kids about food. Uh, and Jamie Oliver did do a brilliant thing in terms of starting to revolutionise school dinners because yes. they were really crap before that. And I think yeah, now they're yeah. still quite crap. It's not really crap anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think that, but do you know what? What he did, oh, I just realised, what he did with changing the school dinners was the equivalent of giving a man a fish. If he had brought in to the curriculum, and I appreciate that's a big ask, lessons, more than just how to like boil an egg, like more more in schools about why food is important and how you can make it interesting and tasty and it's a, something you want to learn about. Like, yes. that would be teaching a man to fish, teaching the kids how to eat better. Yes. And I think that would enact deeper change to prevent the adults of 20 years from now being in a bad, such a bad state. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah no, I absolutely agree. And I go back to that statement that I've made probably a couple of times on this podcast and that, you, you mm. know, it's, in the war, in the Second World War, our nation was the healthiest it's ever been. Because we were moving more, we were eating less forcibly. Uh, there yeah. was less excess, but also the appreciation for food was there because you grew it, or yeah. you bartered for it, or um, you kept the chickens, or you know you had to say goodbye to the pig or, or whatever. So <laughs> oh. it's a very different relation. Well, it's true <laughs> though, isn't it? Because lots of people it's had just pet the- pigs. You know, you had like yes, a pet yes, pig yes. for the street or the town or something, and you know you cut it up and everyone would get their fair share. And but but. Yeah. our relationship with food isn't like that anymore. Um, You know, when I went sugar-free for a month and cut out all processed sugar, I found Mm. it so, so difficult. uh, It's in everything. Mm. Um, And actually, the history of slavery is because of sugar. So it has an awful lot to answer for. Um, But then if you... You know, when I started working out and becoming a little bit more... Uh, admittedly probably obsessed at the beginning but but because it was a new thing, I wanted to really understand what I was putting in my body and what the impact of that was mm. and so you look for sort of you know higher protein lower fat things, and like the fat content in stuff is phenomenal as well like the the amount that but but if you're not conscious of it, if you don't look at that. Mm. And people would say to me, oh, God, you're obsessed. Can you not just pick something up and just... And i say, yeah, but that's really interesting, isn't it? Because you have no idea what you're putting in your body. No. But I do, and I'm making a conscious choice of it. You know, for example, yeah. if something's got palm oil in it or any palm product, oh, it yeah. goes straight Ooh. back on the shelf. And it's such a shame because I saw some things this Christmas that look really gorgeous in the supermarket, really fun, exciting kind of treats. I thought, well, that would be nice over the Christmas period. But they all had palm oil, and so they all went back. It's um... Yeah. But, but it's about that, isn't it, Matt? It's about... It's about owning what you put in your body, you know?
1: Yes, and I think from a distance it can seem scary and complicated, which is probably one reason why people don't... Oh. Sorry, Jess. Jess just... <laughs> just, just... <laughs> oh. What the... He's <laughs> just... Oh. Oh. <laughs> just doing a magic oh. trick. Oh. I can't... I'm so sorry, everyone.
0: Jess oh. Oh. is just... Oh...
1: oh. Um, for the, those not watching on YouTube, Jez is pulling reams and reams of a tape out of his mouth, like a tapeworm. It must be 10 metres long. What? Oh my god, it's going again. Is that a
0: commentary on. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. I... What? <laughs> it's, a, it's a commentary on fibre very important to have fibre in your diet, right? (laughs) Is that paper? Yeah.
1: (laughs) He's just pulled reams and streams of paper out of his mouth somehow. (laughs) Sorry. Carry on. (laughs) I mean, as visual non-sequiturs go, that's up there with the I'm sorry. He's now coughing up playing It's the
0: fuel of a... (laughs) fuel of a mad man. (laughs)
1: Left on his own. Um... Listeners, even though I'm miles away, I'm still a bit scared.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, so back we we to the point is that I, I think, you know, we, we we aren't conscious enough of what we put in our body. And therefore, sometimes I think we have huge expectations of what we can achieve. You know, the amount that we can think about, the amount of concentration we can have, the amount of energy yeah. we might you know need for a particular task. The, and then, of course, without that preparation, we've all been there. You're left to think, oh, God, I'm starving or I need something or, uh, you know, I've got a headache or... And then the only options are some desperately terrible sandwich from a service station or something. I, the other day, on the it was a long trip, and I uh, I stopped at a service station and bought a sandwich, and it was one of the worst things I have ever put in my (laughs) mouth. And it was just... And that's saying something. Right. It was... I thought that, I mean, it wasn't even food. It was literally tasteless, like literally. There was no taste to it. There was no, (laughs) nothing. It was just, it was like a a texture in my mouth and that was it. Oh.
1: Uh, And did it play merry hell with your guts afterwards?
0: Uh, I don't think so. I don't remember that. I just remember um, thinking this is a waste of money, a waste of time. And also I was disappointed because it was an opportunity to put fuel into my body, right? And it was pointless. There's no fuel in my body and it wasn't doing anything for me, so when I first
1: started getting into fitness, I did a month of very strict it's I almost I bid there's a thing called the whole thirty, where you're meant to give up basically like you did, you can only eat whole foods for thirty days and no dairy, no anything. Like it's veg and meat. That's essentially it. Sure. And I did it pretty strictly and then I tailed off a bit and then I did it strictly again and then on at the end near the end of the month, I was um, had to do a road trip and forgot to bring anything with me because I was prepping like steak. It was very expensive, like steak sure. and food and all day all day. Um, didn't have any food. Really long motorway journey. Had to stop at a service station and it was one with it. But this was god twelve years ago, ten 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 year, a while back. But even like and service stations have got better. Like I know some windy. of them have protein bars <laughs> and whatever. It was basically. <laughs> And I managed, and I thought, "Oh well, uh, I've been having chocolate protein shakes, so I'll have a Mars milkshake and something else." And I was ill with awful "Duckval," which is German for a very unpleasant condition. Uh, diarrhea uh, for three days because i wow. i I'd, I'd, I'd gone so clean in sure, inverted commas for so long. It. Yeah, I it, it didn't know how to handle this crap. Yeah. And so, and since then, what I've realised is. more of a middle path yes reduce reducing processed sugar and processed crap is always going to be a good thing for you but you're never going to be able to um, well I guess theoretically you could cut it out forever if you were really strict about it but hey where's the fun in that because a lot of it does taste delicious so just don't learn how to balance it but eat more of the good stuff and less of the crap.
0: Well, of course. See, now that's a really important point because the whole point of this series is that we've in- wanted to be balanced and we've wanted to <coughs> be the voice yeah. of reason rather than um, extremism. And you know, the fact of the matter is, your body is incredibly resilient. Your body is incredibly adaptive, and your body, you know, and your your kidneys and your liver exist for that reason. You know, they are there to cleanse yes, and detox. process. And yeah, exactly. So. Oh, yeah, we should probably not use the word detox, because detox technically and clinically doesn't exist. It's not possible no, that's, to do that. that well, that's but, what I mean. Like, when people sell juice
1: detoxes, it's, it's bullshit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Your body's doing that all day, every day.
0: Yeah, yeah sure. Um, and so, you know, it's not like if you have... You don't have to be so extreme that you can't have, you know, a little bit of what you fancy. Because if I go out for dinner, like this, uh, the weekend, I'm going to go out for dinner with my friends, it's a lovely sort of annual thing that I do, and um, I'll probably eat dessert, I wouldn't, I'm not really a big fan of dessert, like I don't eat much of it because of the sugar, Um, I used to love sorbet, and then I wasn't very well, and I did a big, um, I was really not very well a few years back, and so I had for like a whole month, I only had um, like smoothies, vegetable and fruit smoothies, literally just to kind of get my health back, and and cut out crap. Mm. And since that day, I can't eat sorbet anymore. It's just so sugary. It's like mm. unbelievable. I remember the first time we went out for dinner afterwards, was like, oh, yeah, sorbet. And I had it and I was like <laughs> crippling, almost in pain in my mouth. And I was saying, oh, God, guys, try this. It's horrific. And they are all like, mmm, sorbet. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> That's how, you know, like you, the same experience you had that your body now yeah, yeah. says, oh, well, no, hang on a minute. <laughs> Where's that come from? <laughs> so, I yes. think a lot of people have that experience with food where mm. uh, your body has just got used to, you know, w- what you eat. Um, it's mm. similar to when I stopped eating, when I started to choose where I sourced meat from and so eat a lot less meat mm. and compensated some of that meat with some vegetarian products. And at first they just tasted horrific and after a while you get used to it and actually I quite enjoy some of the vegetarian sort of meat substitutes now. Cool. Um Because you're used to it, right? So my point is that you can make the changes that you want to make, or you feel your body needs to make, and it will adapt and it will learn and it will, you know. But but I think making the choice is really important. But the choice should be an informed choice, not a oh no one's going to tell me not to eat sugar or no one's going to tell me not (laughs) to eat chocolate eclairs because you could, you don't have to be vegetarian, you don't have to be vegan, you don't have to be a label. You know, it's like mm. people say to me, oh, are you teetotal? Well, no, not technically, because I used to nope. sort of limit myself to a one beer a month um, was my sort of guideline. I'd have a pizza and a beer because I think pizza's always better with beer. Um, oh, no, two 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 carby all at once. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, see, that's my point, is that, you know, yeah. it's OK that that's OK for me and it's OK that it's not OK for you. See? Um, but it we don't have this conversation enough. Because I still, as somebody who doesn't drink socially and really doesn't drink very much at all, I mean, it, it can be weeks before I ever drink. Mm. If we're out, I won't drink alcohol, and it becomes the topic of conversation for people. Oh, I hate that, I know, yes. Right? and people have to, they're almost encouraging you, go on, just have one, go on, go on, drink. Oh. and you're like, what is this all about? Like, no, I don't...
1: i yeah. I faced this, because I've cut out alcohol quite long times on and off in the past, sure. and you go out with friends friends yeah, yeah. uh for visual view for non-visual viewers i did the air bunnies um <laughs> and i oh, just have air one bunnies. oh why aren't you drinking oh come on just yeah. have one like i don't want to drink i'm not drinking at the moment and yeah, then yeah, yeah. it makes you question their validity as friends if they yeah. won't just let this lie sure and it takes a lot of resolve not to give in sometimes i did sometimes i didn't um and it's so weird alcohol especially is that is a flashpoint of that it makes yes. people uncomfortable if you're not drinking yes. even though they won't admit that it makes them comfortable but it's like you're drinking, what, what, you're not part of the, the, yeah. the, the, the tribe?
0: Yeah, and and I think that's the same with things like, uh, you know, veganism, you know, the extremes of that, you, you know, you're yes. either in or you're out, you're not one of us, and I think that's yeah. tragic, because food's an incredibly personal thing for people. It's like, you know, for me, I have a thing with tea, you know, if it's not good <laughs> tea, I just think it's a waste. I'd, I'd rather not drink it if it's going to be crap. Yeah. And Same thing, you know, my mum always says, if she goes out for dinner she needs to go somewhere that is at least as good as it is at home, if not (laughs) Because otherwise, what's the point in going out? You're just eating substandard food and paying more for it for the privilege of going out. So you may as well go somewhere that you know is going to be good. And so... Yeah, I think that's reasonable. The result for me is that I tend to stick to the same sorts of places. I'm not very good at taking a chance on something. Because, although I did have, there was a friend of mine who was incredibly overweight. He died a long time ago. Um... uh, secondary to you know his his weight but he always used to say (laughs) he always used to say it's only one meal you know if it's crap it's all right it's only one meal you've got loads more to come you're gonna you're gonna (laughs) eat loads more meals i think that's a really interesting way of putting it particularly for somebody of his size actually you'd think that every meal was important but um (laughs) but ultimately you know the fuel that we decide to use to fuel ourselves can lead to huge mental health challenges as well right I mean, you look mm. at bulimia and, a- and anorexia of course those are mm. those are issues with fuel and those people find it very difficult to concentrate very difficult to put, to integrate socially for long periods of time because they need to go off and do what they feel they need mm. to do uh, It's a very isolating, and desperate sort of um, condition so mm. very sad uh, you know one of the things i always enjoy doing with multicultural organizations or even organizations that aren't multicultural is to explore the cultures within the organisation, within their team, and say, why don't you get, like, have a day once a month where you celebrate the culture of one of those people and they spend 10 minutes sort of explaining a little bit about what they do in their culture, but also you bring in and share some of the food and drink from that culture so that you better understand where those people come from, right, and the choices and decisions they make because suddenly you understand the tapestry of life a little bit better. You know, there are people that don't Aww. eat meat because of that. Oh, well, I don't necessarily agree with it, but great. You know, that's interesting that that's your thought process behind it. And for me, I'm okay with, you know, my decision. Yeah. Um, or it makes you think, hmm, that's an interesting decision. I wonder if I should change mine. Yeah.
1: Lovely. I mean, yeah, learning from other cultures is a wonderful thing and only helps us understand the world and other people a bit more, which leads to more getting on
0: yes. Yeah. Get it on Get <laughs> it on Not that Is that Barry no. Murray? No Who's Barry Murray? Not him Who was the other one? <laughs> Barry Barry White That's it It wasn't him Barry, either was it? It wasn't him either <laughs> <laughs> It could either have been Marvin Gaye <laughs> Let's get it on oh. Yes That's or it. him Right Marvin Gaye Yeah right. um, Or Barry from EastEnders He sings anything <laughs> <laughs> He did have an album out yes. Yeah I know well, He still does Uh, singing yes put it Um, away any opportunity Uh, you can so what's your biggest beef with fuel Matt um well because you've always got you've always quite you've got an opinion about most things (laughs) so I mean that in a nice way you've only got beef about something that we need to share and discuss so um I think I need to... Do I have beef about food? Um, Not necessarily food, because, you know, food isn't the only... There is that... Hey, here's the thing, while you're thinking about that. I did hear once that um, you can survive Mm -hmm. only with water. Yes. And there's a... You know, you can survive, like, 21 days, or... I have made that up, but it's quite a long period of time, three weeks or something, with only water.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, you can survive, but only three days without water.
0: Oh, wow. OK, right. Does that yeah, include you? You can survive without... F- <laughs> I
1: don't know. Yeah, you can survive three weeks without food, but only three days without water, I think, is the
0: rule of thumb. OK. But, of course, the other thing we haven't spoken about, maybe it's for something for after Book of the Week, is that fuel, literal fuel, is, of course, you know, your body needs a nice balance of lots of water... It's really the only thing it needs. Anything you add to water, your body filters out, and that's fine. Um, but not too much water, of course. The other thing is, you know, the, your um, water has, uh, well, depending on where you get your water from, there's a number of different chemicals in it. And you have to be very careful that it doesn't rebalance the electrolytes, and um, because your heart needs very specific um, uh, yes. um, uh, dosage of electrolytes and calcium and yada yada.
1: Well, we all re- we all remember in I think the '90s when Anthony Andrews overdosed on water. Clearly, we don't all remember. But it was in the newspaper. <laughs> he was—he's an actor, and he was in hospital for overdosing yes. of water. And I remember yes. my mum at the time going, "Oh, he must have taken lots of drugs." Oh, I'm sure he did. Uh-huh. For the record, uh-huh. we have no knowledge either way whether he did or didn't. Let's assume he didn't, yeah. and for some reason, drank lots of water. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I can be
0: very dangerous. Yes, but when I, you're but unconscious. You can drown in a teaspoon of water. Oh. Yeah. Don't be unconscious. Um, get rid of all your teaspoons Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and seal your taps people this is a public service announcement (laughs) but uh, my point was that actually love is an amazing fuel as is laughter and happiness and there are a number of other aspects that we should think about that help fuel us you know I love that you know when you watch the London Marathon you see people being fueled by applause and cheers yeah. and you know the, the, that camaraderie um that's another thing that we should spend a little bit of time reflecting on
1: that that's precisely what i was going to yes. how i was going to steer the conversation after book of the week because my book is all okay. about creativity and inspiration from that and that was fuel for me we're basically one so person. spoiler we are <laughs> just one brain between
0: us <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm i'm getting some interesting comments from last week's
1: <laughs> rendition
0: yes. of monty python on social media oh right um so i'm excited to hear more of that going forwards lovely when i say Same. excited i'm hoping we never hear more of it <laughs> i think it's time would now. you i think it's time i mean we've we've, <laughs> we've held back for long enough this is really
1: good i know i shouldn't prefix it with that but i'm gonna here we go <clears throat> Wouldn't it be funny if fuel was money? If we earned in spaghetti and jars of honey, your pockets would be full of ham and cheese. Is it time for Book of the Week? Oh, wow,
0: yes, please. <laughs> That's cute. I, like I said it. it was good. It's a little more family-friendly this week. That's cool. <laughs> Yes. And also, really made you think. What if fuel was... No, what did I say? Ham and cheese. What if fuel was money, yeah? Oh, money, what if yeah. you got paid in schnitzels? Hmm. Also, I don't think it would be remiss of us not to say that here in the UK, fuel prices are absolutely astronomical. um, (laughs) So so that fuel, yes. Hey, and you know what? Um, I want to tell you a little, very 30 seconds. Inside Intel, right? This this podcast might get taken down. (laughs) I know for a fact that shortly before the uh, alleged fuel crisis happened in the UK a few weeks ago, there was Mm. an abundance of fuel that was not selling because of uh, lockdown, People weren't traveling as much, yada, yada, yada. So there was an awful lot of fuel that they couldn't get rid of. Now, fuel, you may or may not know, has an expiry date, it's got a use by date. Oh, you, I didn't know it that. You can't just store it forever. So I guess it's probably got something to do with the fact that it's the thing that you put in your engine to make it run. So if your engine ever broke, the obvious place to start would be, oh, let's sue the fuel company that broke your engine, and then the car company can go, oh, it's not our fault. And so they put kind of like a, oh, it's, it's freshest and best at this point, right? So they put used by on it. So there were uh, a number of, I know that for a fact, uh, fuel stations that had a shed ton of fuel that was about to expire, and nobody was buying right. it. They couldn't get rid of it. So um, they tried lowering the fuel prices, still nobody buying it. Oh. And the next thing, there's a, a apparent fuel crisis everybody now has to buy the fuel and gets rid of it but the people that i know that worked for it were saying there was no fuel shortage there was no like right. we had tons of fuel we just couldn't get rid of it and i thought hmm isn't that interesting isn't it well two things
1: that was a very long 30 seconds the second thing <laughs> i've just thought of a Never second before. Co- <laughs> <laughs> a conspiracy theory but again could be and this isn't going down some weird rabbit hole um like, apparently, the hydrogen car was built in the 50s and all the fuel companies suppressed it.
0: Oh, yes, I heard um, that. Was that you that told me that, though? <laughs> no,
1: uh, no, but i just had another thought. Like, there's nothing we can't do if we, d- if we... We can't figure out if we really don't, if we really want to. I uh-huh. bet you could make fuel that didn't go off, but the fuel companies have suppressed it because they don't... Because they're the evil ones. Well, causing you know all the that's exactly what happened
0: world. with light bulbs, right? Back in the... I want to say 50s, but it might have been before that, when General Electric got together, brought all of the bulb manufacturers together and said, um, you know, the problem with the advances in technology is the bulbs are lasting a lot longer. Let's huh. make them last right. not as long. Uh, so oh. way, way back then in the 50s, they had the technology that would, it would mean the bulbs would last a lot longer, but they started making right. them with cheaper filaments so they would break quicker so that they had their, yeah. That's a, that's really a thing. Furious. Designed for obsolescence, Furious. Which only fuels people's desire to find ways in order to make money out of people. It fuels uh, corruption.
1: Oh, this is all going a bit um, GB news. (laughs) Should we move on to the books?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You go first. I went first last week.
0: Oh, no, I'd rather not. You go first.
1: (laughs) Have you got one?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course I've got one. Sure, I'll just get it.
1: Hang on, I'm going downstairs. Oh, four, four, I just four,
0: think four. Four. you should definitely go first this week because yours, you put a lot of effort into yours. Well, yes. You. Oh, no, I do have one. I remember what it is. I just haven't physically got it. It's packed up. Do you want me to go now? Okay, great. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, a cookbook, and it's by my friend Kathy Slack, and it's called oh, From right. Product Placement. From the veg patch, it's got the most amazing yellow spine. It would be a really, really good Christmas Cathy. Kathy, oh. Kathy, <laughs> Kathy, slack. Ka- no, Kathy's got an amazing yellow spine, <laughs> yeah, jaundice, terrible. <laughs> She's gonna get something done about it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> she needs more vitamin C. There's rickets, so <laughs> but it's a lovely woman. <laughs> so the book has a lovely yellow spine it's called from the veg patch um i'm not going to tell you who it's published by because i can't remember and i'll get it wrong but <clears throat> basically she takes there's 100 recipes 10 oh. recipes from each thing that she's got a glut from from her vegetable patch and it tells you a little bit about, about how to grow the thing in your veg patch and um, there's some fruit and veg in there oh, is there fruit or not it's mainly veg i think um uh and so if you've got like a glut of courgettes or a glut of tomatoes or whatever but of course yeah. if you're not interested in growing it you don't have you can skip the growing bit and all the tips you can just go buy them from you know your local greengrocer or um oh. i don't know farm shop or something and there's some incredible simple easy but my word are they delicious recipes it's just a lovely different take on a recipe book and she takes her own photos that are out of this world they are like instagram plus 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 they are gorgeous lifestyle and oh. there's sweet recipes and savoury recipes um things I never even knew you could do with radishes um and quite a surprising sweet little moment with a courgette as well so I highly recommend it that genuinely sounds
1: amazing because I've been um I I, as a child I didn't eat much veg and no fruit and I've been (laughs) 40 years later now I do and I but I want to eat more and I like the idea of a vet of Books with a hundred recipes for different yeah. vegetables sounds amazing. i yeah. actually I'm going to get that. Or I'm going to ask for It's beautiful for it from Santa. as
0: well. I think it's okay. E-bry publishing. Ebury Publishing. E b u r y. Ebury. Ebury. Yeah. You look like the sort of man that, as a child, wouldn't have eaten fruit and veg. <laughs> a sickly child. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who took to his his bed oh, uh, uh, oh, We are bringing Matt for dinner But if, uh, if you wouldn't mind Just some chips and some dinosaur nuggets Would be fine He won't eat any of the adult food He doesn't like anything that's green <sighs> And yes, how old is he? He's 36 Yeah <laughs> You can't remember when you were 36 Anyway, what's your
1: book? <laughs> My book is 1Q84 By Haruki Murakami. 1Q84? That's blown your tiny mind, hasn't it? One Q84. And look, books one and two, and there's a third book. Why didn't they put it into this one, Because yeah, it's. Anyway, it's already big. Look at the size of well, it. Well, it is. It is 900 pages. 800 pages, and then there's another 300. So this is a saga. So if you don't know him, most famous Japanese author in the world. He's just, really? But he's going a bit... Well, yeah, he's in his 70s now. And he's going. I just read his most recent one. It's going a bit off the boil. Um, but in the... <laughs> This is no. You can say that. Like it's can okay you? to criticize people in the seventies. They're not like just put on pedestals because they're older. That's that is a different. That is a whole other podcast.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> this book. So um, I've read a few before this. I have read the Wind Up Bird Chronicles. I have read the Wild Sheep Chase. I read Sputnik Sweetheart. They're cute. I don't. I, I don't want to say fantasy because that will put a lot of people off. They very much exist mostly in this world, but weird things happen. But they're also about human journey and human what it is to, what it is to be human i have said that without thinking let me read you what, what how it describes what happens the year is 1q 84. this is the real world there is no doubt about that but in this world there are two moons in the sky please don't think this is sci-fi people it's not in this world the fates of two people Tengo and aimame are closely intertwined they are each in their own way doing something very dangerous and in this world, there seems no way to save them both. Something extraordinary is starting. This book is so amazing. And it's fueled because it's so creative. Like things happen that I was reading it on holiday and something happened and I dropped the book because oh, wow. it was so- What,
0: in I the just, book? Something happened in the book that was amazing? Something
1: happened in the book huh. and it was so, what the actual F? I just sort of went, back) <laughs> Wow, That's just, um, it's so unexpected and but brilliantly written. And he has lots of different themes he keeps coming back to, like women's ears. He's obsessed with
0: women's um, ears,
1: and yes, in a, in a sort of, of sexual way, like his characters ah. are, and uh, classical yeah. music and things like that. But it, it, like it's super inspiring because. Human beings being allowed to create something like that, yes. and I say allowed like once you could, if once you realize that you could like, well, I could write anything, I yeah. could create anything. It sort of unlocks the the possibilities of what we could do, and I just adore it. It's it's it is like nuts apart in parts, part, but in a good way.
0: So the link to fuel is
1: what uh, I felt creatively fueled after. Ah, reading.
0: Ah, right, yeah, yeah,
1: and cool. it absolutely will fuel. Uh, like okay, 10 years. Yeah, it's.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Shut up. It's, it is like 1300 pages, so it's a, it's a commitment, but it's really worth it.
0: Aren't we? I all... adored it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, okay, nice. Well, two very different books oh. for Book of the Week this week. That's great. Very. Matt's having some technical issues if you were listening yeah. you miss out on so much you should check these out on youtube uh, it's yeah. difficult because i don't want people to not obviously listen to uh, the podcast because uh, <laughs> by god we need the ratings but, uh, <laughs> but but you miss out on an awful lot of expression if nothing else yeah and also me currently presenting from what looks like a the back room of a nursery <laughs> plant not child yeah <laughs> oh yeah It's a stash of small sleeping children in the background and diapers. Um, (laughs) Don't don't
1: wake Olivia and Rodrigo. So, come on,
0: talk to me about this other concept of fuel, which I think is a really, really lovely alternative.
1: Yes. So, being with people who lift you up and inspire you, that is fuel. Yeah. Having a reason to get out of bed is fuel like wanting to grow and learn and being excited to try new vegetable recipes is fuel for you to keep doing and learning and growing and pushing and experiencing life and experiencing what it is to be a human um and like i loved your example the the london marathon i did a charity race at the weekend i don't like to talk about my charity work but you know (laughs) um and obviously it it, (laughs) was compared to the marathon tiny but it was in East London it was brilliantly organised and with lots of lovely clients turned up lots of unicorns it was wonderful and every like because it it was four laps of Victoria Park so like there were lots of corners so there's always someone standing there and there are other people just the cheers and the support really do even for one person are so yeah okay great I got this I do feel good and yeah that is fuel fuel's everywhere if you want it
0: I think it is, though. I would be interested to hear on Instagram, at That Human Podcast, what it is that, where you find the most useful fuel what energy yes. and it could be it could be hey do you know what the most useful for, fuel for me is burgers um or yeah, that's fine some I don't know protein powder or whatever that's when what I feel or it might be a cold shower or it might yep. be oh, no. a yeah. warm embrace or something like that you know what but there'll be something that will fuel <laughs> or a you tepid on lasagna be-
1: <laughs> something in between the cold shower and that warm embrace <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I just thought of something really cool and you're going to tell me, oh yeah, this was the, that study was done at Harvard in 1987 <laughs> by Dr. Brownford. Um, I, what about if, if they had a control group of people who had trained for a 10K and same course, I, mean, I guess it would have to be the same course and they'd have to do them separately. And the first half go off and everyone, there were supporters all the way around and they're like, yeah, come on, yeah, you're doing brilliantly well. And then... For the other half, there's all people like "boo rubbish." You call really that weird. running. Yes. And would the, would the people who were jeered would they be slower? I I wager my abstract for my dissertation suggests they will.
0: <laughs> uh, Doctor Matt, there. Um, Doctor the, Matt. I uh, yeah, I reckon they would because there've been similar studies in other. Um, I knew it. <laughs> well, similar studies in other other outputs fields where, you know, you've got a cohort that are going to do one thing and a cohort they are going to do another, and group A is encouraged or given the environment that makes them feel more encouraged and, and group uh, B less so. Um, for right. example, there's a brilliant creativity study. Uh, well, in fact, there are two that come to mind that are just brilliant. One is that um, a group of people split into two, group A, group B. Group A is surrounded by plants and colourful images on the walls and and it's in the same room they just create two little boxes and you go into either side and they've got music playing um and it's quite a fun colourful atmosphere and they're given a creative task group b go into a plain box but they're given the same creative task and of course group a with all the colour and the plants and stuff uh score better in the creative task similarly two groups of people are given a creative task that they do Group mm. A is then taught um, a magic trick and shown how to do the magic trick, and then they perform the magic trick, and then they do the same creative task again, and they perform better having done the magic trick. And group right. B do a creative task, then do something inane and boring. Mm. Uh, Listen to this. Yeah. Story. <laughs> oh, <bitch. laughs> uh, and then they do the creative task again, and they don't score any better. So right. that sort of. Excitement, the stimulus, I suppose, mm. um, is really important for us. I mean, why else would we do it? Why else do yeah. we not? Why else do we stand in the cold and rain still, watching somebody run past? You know, because it's yeah. utterly boring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just remember going to Silverstone and thinking, "Oh, this is going to be really good." And uh, yeah. what you get is like that, yeah. and then twenty minutes TG's later, isn't you get. It? I'm like, you are <laughs> kidding. Is this? Is this it? <laughs> Could at least slow down as you go past and give me a little wave or something. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes, I don't understand the appeal of F one, but lots of people do. Um, I just realised for my experiment there needs to be a control group who do the ten k, but there are just no supporters, neither good nor bad.
0: Ah, yes, there would be. Yeah, a third example. So you could do that very easily.
1: Someone just go out and shout at people going on. Well, no, you've got enough
0: people around you that could even a small group of. Ten yeah. people. Because it doesn't have to be a marathon, does it? I mean, it could be uh, two laps around a park or something. And... and and we
1: could pre-record them and they could just listen to it in their ears without having to have people shouting at them. They could just be listened to either motivational or demotivational things.
0: Could do. That adds a very different... Because without the physical stimulus as well of people being there, of the companionship, oh, right, the I movement. think that changes. It's a very different study. Um, okay, so I think you just need to sort of reel it in a bit. Do that for my second PhD. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, <laughs> when you're kicking around thinking, oh, but I'm a double doctor. We're not gonna do episode. We're not gonna do series eleven. Instead, I'm gonna do another PhD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, listen, I I've really enjoyed this. I, Same. I did want to get one phrase in here that I haven't got, and no. that's that if you are, if food or weight or your ability or, you know, the result of either too much or too less fuel is on your mind right now. We're coming up to the season where diets and um, eating fads are going to be abound all over social media. And we definitely have to do something about um, the nonsense that is uh, New Year's resolutions on one uh, episode coming up. But the maxim has always been the same. And it's eat less, move more. And that probably expanded because that's a little bit of a, you know, it's a little bit broad. Mm. Is just to be, it is eat more mindfully maybe and move more mindfully. Um, Mm. And you could extend it to alcohol. You know, if you pull back on your alcohol, low hanging fruit's easy, isn't it? Just drink less for a week and you'll feel better. It's almost guaranteed. Mm. Um, drink less alcohol for a week's week and more water. (laughs) Or don't change anything and just drink more water every day and you'll notice the difference of that as well.
1: C, that's the easiest thing to start Don't
0: drink the C, that's terrible. (laughs) That will completely (laughs) ruin your electrolytes. (laughs) Very true.
1: And actually, just because we touched on it, if you do... If you even just want to chat with someone about if you're concerned about eating disorders or disordered eating in any way, the charity in the UK is called BEAT, and they're amazing. They have a free uh, number, which I don't know. Oh, uh, but BEAT, you can B-E-A-T. Just no, B-E-A-T, yeah. And great. they offer absolutely free counselling. You can just reach out to them. Um, obviously, That's they'll be wonderful. busier this time of year, unfortunately. but um, And I don't know. There'll be a charity in America as well for listeners over
0: there, too. Yeah, I love that. You know what we should have done, would has been really, really nice, is we could have had a charity of the episode... And we Lovely. could have had people uh, donate twenty pence or fifty p or something because we have so many thousand listeners, literally all over the world now, that we could Hi, have, guys. maybe we could have a bonjour, um, guten tag, uh, hola. <laughs> um, that's it. Yes, I don't know yeah. anymore. <laughs> well, let's think on that, and maybe for the next one we can tie one into the next episode. Yeah, and then you could, if you fancy, a nice Christmassy. It's resonated with me this year, uh, this week. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm going to donate to that charity or something. It's a nice thing to do. Lovely. Lovely. Oh, Fuel... you see, you're not as bad as those people say. Fuel for the soul. Well, if you stop reading things that they write on toilet <laughs> doors, I think we'll both be better for it. Uh, or, and writing them too. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stop that. It's nice to have a little bit of infamy. Um, Matt Boyles, it's Lovely. been a joy and a pleasure as always, and you've fueled Thank me you. for the rest of today.
1: Hooray! At least well, until
0: 12. Same. Anyway. <laughs>
1: five minutes good Uh, thank you that was wonderful thank you for listening Uh, always appreciate your support your lovely interactions your subscribes your reviews your five stars thank you team
0: love you bye bye thank you so much for listening to the human podcast join us for more fun over on instagram at that human podcast
1: don't forget to subscribe so you're first to hear the newest episodes
0: and leave us a five star
1: review so we can help other people understand themselves and what it truly means to be human